Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's Sunday. It's Wrestling Night in America here on PWTorchDailyCast.com. Good Sunday evening for March 21st, 2021. I am Pro Wrestling Torch columnist Greg Parks here with you in the aftermath of WWE Fastlane, the final step on the road to WrestleMania for WWE. So as we do, uh, every time we go on the air after a WWE or AEW pay-per-view, we'll run down the card, the results first of all, and then we'll get into your phone calls and emails. Remember, you can call us up with your thoughts and questions on tonight's event, 515-605-9345. already have a number of people lined up in the queue. And you can also email us if you can't hang on the line too late, WNIALivecast at gmail.com is where you can send your emails. So Fastlane started off tonight with Matt Riddle. Uh, defeating Mustafa Ali to retain the United States Championship in the opening contest, the pre-show match, the kickoff match, if you will. <clears throat> in the end, Retribution walked out on Ali after the match. Mace and T-Bar slammed him. So it looks like Retribution going their separate ways after about six months of wreaking havoc. Uh, okay, maybe about two months of wreaking havoc within WWE and four months of just kind of being around. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, for a group of this ilk, you would normally say it's too early to break them up, but they were doing nothing. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't think at Mason T-Bar and you know Slapjack as individuals are going to have great singles careers. I think there's a repackaging that would be necessary um, in the coming weeks and months. Hopefully that takes place, and where Ali goes from here remains to be seen. But Riddle. Continues on his trek as United States Champion heading into WrestleMania. 
The first match on the pay-per-view show was Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defeating Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks to retain the women's tag team titles. Uh, I spoke at length with Wade Keller earlier in the week on the flagship that uh, this is really probably the worst build you could think of for Belair and Banks, given who they are, given where their talents lie, and you have this uh, feud leading up to WrestleMania where they're constantly losing, and they're being forced by some you know, force within the WWE universe to, to tag team, almost against their will. And so I, I haven't been a big fan of that. It hasn't accentuated the strengths or the positives of each woman. Um, Belair and Banks couldn't get on the same page. Shocking for the finish. And Banks ended up slapping Belair really hard in the post-match, and Belair sold it really well. So hopefully now once we're past Fastlane, we can accelerate on the road to WrestleMania with the Belair-Banks hype the way it should be. I, I don't think it's... Well, you know, we've only got three weeks. So you know, three TV episodes to try to salvage this thing and cobble it into something that I think a lot of people were hoping it would be when Belair won the Royal Rumble. Match number two was Big E defeating uh, Apollo Crews on a disputed roll-up finish. They kind of traded roll-ups, and Big E got his shoulders up just at the last second it appeared. Um, I know there's some people on Twitter claiming it's a potential ref botch uh, for, for counting the shoulders down there. You know, To me, it seemed like just a, an out to get Crews uh, maybe a second shot at WrestleMania with this new character. I know he's gotten a lot of opportunities at the title before, but with this new character... It may be something that they try to extend into WrestleMania. Cruz did attack Big E after the match, so it certainly doesn't think, um, doesn't seem that uh, this one is over. But it was a good match for a while it lasted. Uh, match number three. So Shane McMahon, uh, in training for his match with Braun Strowman, apparently injured his knee. So Shane begged out of the match, put Elias in his place, Match number three was Braun Strowman defeating Elias with relative ease. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was odd that we would get Strowman versus Shane at Fastlane before WrestleMania. You know, to me, when they felt like they started building to that match, it felt like it was going to be a WrestleMania match. You know, this time of year, you kind of expect Shane McMahon to come out of the woodwork and wrestle at WrestleMania. So I was surprised when they built it for Fastlane. Not so surprised that they got out of the match with the faux Shane injury probably holding it off until WrestleMania. Match number four, Seth Rollins defeating Shinsuke Nakamura in a good match. Uh, uh, this is the way you kind of build a WrestleMania. In my mind, you use Fastlane as a stepping stone for somebody like Seth Rollins, who you know is on track to face his sorrow at WrestleMania. Here you've got Seth Rollins beating cleanly, by the way, one of Cesaro's friends, Shinsuke Nakamura, as a way to you know, use Nakamura as a stepping stone to get to Cesaro get Seth Rollins over uh, as someone who could potentially beat Cesaro at WrestleMania. So uh, this was the the one match where I thought they used Fastlane pretty well. Uh, you know, when Fastlane was first announced, and once we were starting to get on the road to WrestleMania after the Royal Rumble, I think there were a lot of people wondering how well WWE would use Fastlane to get to WrestleMania, because it's been unusual for WWE to have two pay-per-views, Elimination Chamber and Fastlane this year, between the Rumble and WrestleMania. And so, obviously, there was going to be some changes in how matches for WrestleMania were built, knowing that you had an extra pay-per-view in there. Uh, I don't think WWE 
did all that well in using Fastlane to build a WrestleMania. Um, but I think this was an example of where they did it well with Seth Rollins beating Nakamura here. Uh, match number five was Drew McIntyre defeating Sheamus in a no-holds-barred match. They've had a lot of matches on TV. They've all been good. Uh, this was very good as well. And I think this was a nice extension of what they had been doing on television in terms of uh, doing what they had been doing on television in terms of the hard-hitting aspect of it, but also doing more, uh, doing going beyond uh, or, or further outside the confines of the squared circle and the ringside area and doing a couple bigger things than they had done on television. So if you were kind of not so jazzed up about this match because you've seen it for free uh, for several weeks on Raw, uh, this did offer a little something different. It did go the extra mile, I think, to make fans feel like they saw something new with this match, and it wasn't just a rehash of what they'd seen on television. Uh, McIntyre hit the DDT on a piece of desk that he had brought in the ring and then claymored Sheamus for the win. So, you know, McIntyre... Continuing to build for that challenge for Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Match number six was the Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton match, in which Alexa Bliss won when The Fiend burned to a crisp, returned, uh, grabbed Orton from under the ring, and uh, through the ring, actually, and gave him uh, the, uh, the uh, Sister Abigail finisher. Alexa Bliss pinned him. There were some other things that went on. Alexa threw a fireball at Orton. Uh, a wall of fire came up when Orton tried to go after Bliss. There was a, a rigging of the lighting that f fell uh, from the ceiling, I guess we're supposed to believe, in Orton's path when he was going after Bliss. So Bliss was protected at every turn by these mysterious happenings. And then we find the Fiend um, making his return, which, again, not unexpected at this juncture of the feud, especially figuring that Orton versus The Fiend is going to be at WrestleMania. You have to imagine that The Fiend is going to make his return at some point, uh, so he did here tonight. And then the main event was Roman Reigns defeating Daniel Bryan to retain the Universal Championship. Ref was bumped. Edge came in as the special enforcer at ringside to uh, replace the referee. Jay Uso came out, super kicked uh, Edge, super kicked Daniel Bryan. Bryan uh, went to hit Roman Reigns with a chair, missed and hit Edge. So Edge took out his frustrations on Daniel Bryan, perhaps turning heel in the process. And uh, Reigns gets the victory when another ref came out to count um, the pin. So looking like a triple threat at WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman Reigns. Uh, Bryan has lost twice now to Reigns, albeit under you know, less than clean circumstances. So he still has that argument, and especially if Edge is turning heel, which certainly seemed to foreshadow here tonight, you want a babyface in that match, and Edge, uh, excuse me, Daniel Bryan would be that babyface. So, um, again, not set in stone. The announcers were still pushing hard Roman Reigns versus Edge at WrestleMania. They weren't even speculating the potential of Daniel Bryan being involved, but I would guess that would be the direction. Um, they could still do Edge versus Reigns, I suppose, in some way. Maybe a Daniel Bryan-Jay Uso match of some sort. Um, I don't know, because you'd want Jay Uso to do something, and I'd, I I don't really see him being involved in making it a um, fatal four-way. But uh, also can't rule that possibility out either. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. So um, that's the Fastlane Rundown. I thought it was not really a great show. I may have made it sound better than it was. Um, this is a very middling, middle-of-the-road show. I wouldn't be surprised if more people gave it thumbs down than thumbs up here. Uh, but I want to hear what you think. 515-605-9345. If you just hopping on, I am Pro Wrestling Torch columnist Greg Parks here on Wrestling Night in America talking Fastlane Fallout, the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. A good time as ever to subscribe to The Torch, pwtorch.com slash govip for all the details. And uh, don't forget that we do this every Sunday night. 
Uh, Wrestling Night in America is here every Sunday night. We go on the air after pay-per-views. On nights that there are no pay-per-views, we go on at 8 p.m. Eastern for about 90 minutes with a member of the Torch family taking your phone calls and emails. WNIALivecast at gmail.com is where you can reach us there. So, without further ado, let's go back to the phones or go to the phones for the first time tonight. And uh, our first caller is from the 615 area code, Sean from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Sean, uh, welcome to... Wrestling Night in America tonight. What did you think of Fastlane? Greg, it's good to talk to you as always, my friend. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, thank you. Good to hear from you. Um, Always enjoy getting your thoughts on on the pay-per-views the night that we do these. So uh, I'm interested in what you thought of Fastlane. Yeah, so... I guess I'll go kind of from the beginning. Like I'm with you. I, I didn't care for the show, honestly, most of it. Uh, the the Biggie Apollo. I, I just I, I know with Apollo's character, it, you know, he's been doing good. I, I like where they're trying to go with the character, but at the same time, I I, I don't want to see them again. I I just don't. I really I, I you can only wrestle somebody so many times, and it, it's just stale. And they've already. You feel like they were getting to the blow off here, and then they—I just didn't like the finish at all. I thought it was just horrible, so I, I don't. It's hard to get excited about that. And, and like you said with Sasha, I, I hope this was a, an official heel turn with the slaps because I, I just—she's got to turn heel. I mean, she has to. It, it's just—it's been so bad. Her character's been portrayed so badly. So I hope leading into these last three weeks that they have her do what she needs to do, turn heel, and then have like you said, them go at it, and I, I hope they have a great match. I'm excited about it. But with the – I'm with you as far as uh, the, the triple – I think it's going to be a triple threat. Um, I I don't know if Edge turned heel because he did hit Roman as well with yeah. the chair, so I think there's some ambiguity there. And so I'm curious to know – and that's why I want to hear from Edge Friday or whenever he speaks is like, you know, what is in his mind because – you know, I understand why he would get kind of frustrated that Daniel accidentally hit him, even though he didn't mean, mean to. But and the ref bumps, I don't like those ref bumps where the ref gets right behind Roman. And it makes Daniel look kind of bad because why would you just go through with it knowing the ref's right behind him? Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, so I didn't like that spot. I, I never liked that spot. Um, but I thought the match was good. I, I enjoyed that match. That match and the Drew Shames were good. But with the Daniel Bryan... I don't see how there's any way they can't can't do a triple threat because with Daniel, like you said, not losing very clean. Like, what did you think of the rest bump in general? And do you think are you with me to Edge? I don't think fully turned heel. And I are you kind of waiting to see what he how he responds to this and kind of where they go from there from here? Yeah, the ref bump, I mean, you can see that coming a mile away. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it was not. Uh, it, it was pretty telegraphed. Um, so that was uh, a disappointing part, but that's kind of what you get sometimes with ref bumps when you book them a certain way. Um, the, the edge heel turn, you know, they could do something where he's a little bit of a tweener. Uh, but again, I think even then you need someone for the fans to root for, especially, you know, the fans returning in person to watch WrestleMania – uh, I don't think you want them to be ice cold for a heel Roman Reigns versus a tweener edge. You know, I, I think you want to give them someone that they can really cheer for. And if that's not going to be edge, if you're not going to make him 100% babyface, then I think you'd need to put a babyface in there, and, and that's Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah, no, I agree. But and like I said, I, I didn't want a triple threat because I wanted it to be a one-on-one match, and I wanted them to build up to it very well. And they just they lean on the triple threat. And and again, I, I think it'll be a great match. I, I, I you know I love Daniel Bryan. I love the edge in the ring, and I, and Roman's just fantastic right now. So I mean, I think it'll be good. They'll I think they'll build to it pretty well. But I just I I'm I'm kind of always with Wade. I just I wish they would not lean on that all the time. I wish they would just build to one-on-one stuff. And so I wanted to go back to what you said. And what I didn't like about this, I'm with you as far as what they did with Seth. I mean, they did fine for what it was. I just, I wish Shinsuke wouldn't have phoned it in coming to WWE because I, I just, I hadn't gotten to see a lot of what he did in New Japan. I know he had a lot of great matches. I saw you know replays of some of the great matches he had. And so I was, of course, excited when he when he signed here, and I and I was like, well, we'll get to see a lot of great matches, and, and just to put him in this match, just to have him lose. I, I just I get what they did, but it's just it's a waste of Shinsuke, I feel like, but hardly his fault. And then Seth, I don't think really needs a win. I mean, I know he does, but he's Seth Rollins. Like he doesn't really need a win to define him. Go. I wish they'd have had like some. I almost wish they would do a walkie finish on matches like that because. You know, have Shin, uh, have Cesaro, you know, just get mad and come out there. And, I don't know. Do something to kind of just not have Shinsuke lose, but build up to the Cesaro Seth match where they're ultimately going to go. What do you think about that? Like, are you kind of sad with what's happened to Shinsuke and and you know, knowing it's partly his fault? Well, right, and and I think you hit it on the head. Partly his fault, but we we don't know. Is it like the chicken or the egg? Right? Did Shinsuke get lazy because WWE booked him and basically allowed him to get lazy with their booking? That was not all that inspiring because he came in a house of fire that first NXT match against Sami Zayn. I mean, he certainly didn't phone it in then. So that developed over time. And was it the booking of him by WWE? Was it the usage of him where he said, geez, you know, I can kind of coast here and my spot in the card isn't going to be affected. Like, you know, I I can work hard and I'm not going to get to where I want to be. So, yeah, I think there's, there's no doubt that some of it's him. Um, but is that was that because of WWE's booking, or did WWE see him getting lazy and then decide, oh, you know, he's not putting in the effort that we want to, so we're not going to push him? So I think there's still some question about what came first there. Yeah, because like I said, I just think it's been a a waste of, of him in general, and, and if it is all them, you know, it's, it's a shame because Shinsuke's such a great character i think they just you know again have a chance to bring somebody up and make them a big time star you know for millions and millions of more people and they just they don't do anything with it it's just it's kind of sad and so i don't but overall i, I did not like the show it, i'm with you I, I didn't really care for it and with the braun shane I, I just don't care i you know i i like shane you know i, I think he tries but with braun it's like Obviously, Braun's supposed to be the baby face, but nobody likes him, so why do we care? And so, you know, I just didn't like it. But it's the Drew Sheamus on, on a, the Belasco note, I'll say, I thought that was a great match. And I'm curious what you think of my last question I was going to ask you was, and I'll let other guys, people get on, was, you know, do you think they're going to have officially the two heels win at WrestleMania, have Lashley continue to be strong and beat Drew. And obviously you would have to think Reigns would win, even though, you know, Daniel and Edge are great, but I think Roman's going to win. So what do you think about that? And Greg, I appreciate you taking my call and 
curious to hear what other people think. All right, Sean, thank you so much for calling in as usual. Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, I think you could make a pretty good case for why Lashley and Roman Reigns should retain the titles at WrestleMania. But you've also got to remember this is, again, and I keep going back to this, and over the next few weeks on Wrestling Night in America, I'll probably continue to hammer this home, is this is the first show that's going to have fans back in attendance. And WWE and Vince McMahon always want to, as much as possible, when booking allows, send the fans home happy. And I think that's going to be tenfold here with WrestleMania. Um, they want this to be a celebration of fans returning. So I, I think you, you're not going to see both um, champions retain. My money would be on Drew McIntyre winning and beating Lashley. Uh, although you throw Daniel Bryan in there and make it Daniel Bryan edge Roman Reigns, all of a sudden, you know, would they pull the trigger with Daniel Bryan here? Even though that wasn't the direction uh, at the Royal Rumble. They had an opportunity to have Bryan win the Rumble and be that guy, and they didn't do it. So would that be a card that WWE would play for WrestleMania to send the fans home happy? I don't know. That remains to be seen. Uh, but right now, sitting here three weeks out of WrestleMania, I would say that Reigns and McIntyre are your winners and sort of reset things uh, after WrestleMania for the rest of the year. So um... It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We're now on Patreon. By popular demand, you can now support us directly through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. We have three tiers, including an entry-level tier one that takes the ads and plugs away. You can have the VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast. That's 14 podcasts per week, but with the ads and plugs edited out, plus you get the VIP after shows. Don't be left out anymore from those for just $4.99 at patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. We also have a second tier and a third tier where you can upgrade to get other VIP content, including other VIP podcasts, 
and the PW Torch newsletter, the current ones and 20 years ago version. So go check it out, patreon.com slash VIP. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Thanks for starting us off strong, Sean, with that phone call. Uh, we'll go to the next call right now. It's the 410 area code. This is Reverend Keith from Baltimore, Maryland. Reverend Keith, welcome to Wrestling Night in America. Thank you, Greg. Always a pleasure. Listen, um, I like the points in which Sean brought up. I do want to say that this main event tonight actually brought credence to this show. It was a lackluster show. I would normally give it a thumbs down, but I'll just strictly stay in the middle. I, I would say I, if I had to rate it, I would give it maybe a C plus. Mm. I want to say that the producers, the agents, the wrestlers themselves, they, they really laid out a fine main event match. I like how at each and every turn, Greg, in which Roman wanted to overpower Daniel Bryant, Daniel came back and was able to stop him dead in his tracks by wrestling in a technical style. Roman Reigns never had nor ever will be a technical wrestler. Mm -hmm. And if you notice throughout the course of this match, each and every time Roman tried to intimidate, tried to overpower, tried to outmaneuver, Daniel Bryan won him over or was able to gain the advantage, I might say, by wrestling in a technical way. And he also was able to beat Roman Reigns many a times, you know, um, to the maneuvers by just strictly using finesse and speed. It was a very well-worked match. What did you think about how the match itself was laid out? I thought it was really well done in terms of Daniel Bryan starting off the match, trying to play to his strengths, which is wrestling, try to get Roman Reigns onto the mat, try to wrestle him down. I mean, this was not a match that we've seen Roman Reigns wrestle since he returned. Uh, a lot of Roman Reigns' matches have been heavy on talking and um, 
you know that that sort of slow uh, methodical pace that uh, you know does does a lot of explanations and things like that because the the crowd isn't there so you can kind of get away with that and and you can hear that as a viewer at home and it's been more storytelling than matches. This one was more of a match. You know, this was more of a traditional. Uh, what we think of as a pay-per-view main event match, and it delivered in that way. And I thought it was um, the psychology of it, and you know, from Daniel Bryan's point of view, as a character wrestling Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, uh, I thought that was really well done. So true. Now, as the two of you mentioned, the ref bump was so predictable. However, the tape from the match will show that Roman tapped out three times Mm -hmm. and there was no referee to call it. Now, Edge came in and immediately attacked Brian with the two chair shots. Then he hit Roman with a third chair shot. However, those two chair shots put Daniel away and eventually when referee Dino Amphibio came in and made the three count, he basically cemented his heel turn. As we have discussed, you and I, I've discussed on Wade shows for the past couple of weeks, Edge was not getting over as a babyface. He was boring. He was uh, kind of annoying, you know, going up to people backstage, coming off real pious. We didn't need that. Now we're in a situation where you can effectively insert, once they start showing the tapes of the match and it showed that Roman actually tapped out while he was in um, the Crippler crossface in that armbar that uh, Daniel had him in. There's no way they can keep Daniel from this main event at WrestleMania. My notion is, and I'm going to have to go against you tonight, Greg, my notion is that Lashley will retain from the Raw side, but Daniel Bryan will win this title, and he will go on to continue feuding with Edge after WrestleMania. I think that's where they want to take this. They will eventually have Daniel and Edge. What are your thoughts on that? Even though I know you you still believe that Roman will keep the strap, which is quite possible. But I know that Vince likes to send the fans home happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm thinking that they'll have night one um, with Drew and, and, and um Lastly, and night two will probably end up being the triple threat match. And and it's almost like 2014 all over again. You know, you've got Daniel, you've got Edge, you've got Roman. Back then you had Daniel, Batista, and Randy Orton. I can see them giving Daniel a, a, a final run with the title. You know, he, we know that he's he, he's thinking about retiring. Why not give him one more run with the goal and have Edge come after Daniel because they've already laid the foundation for that with their bickering backstage. What are your thoughts of Edge and Daniel feuding after WrestleMania? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's still three weeks out from WrestleMania. Uh, the way they build things could certainly change my mind in terms of who ends up coming out of WrestleMania as the main champions. Um, with With Daniel Bryan, I think you bring up a good point about him tapping out Roman Reigns in this match when there was no referee. So even before he was pinned, he has the argument, uh, a stronger argument, I think, than even him losing it at Elimination Chamber, that he deserves to be in the match at WrestleMania. He deserves to have a piece of that 
championship match. Um, yeah, I think part of it is also going to be match placement. You know, I think they, uh, I'm not sure if they announced what, I thought I saw some announcement on social media about what match is going to close either night one or night two. And I can't remember whether it was night one or night two that they were talking about. Um, but I think that could be a tell on WWE's part about who's winning. You know, night one may end with a heel winning. Night night two, if they if he really wants to send the crowd home happy, could end up with a babyface winning. Um, my only thing about going and pivoting after WrestleMania from um, with Brian winning to Brian versus Edge is, you know, that takes Roman Reigns out of the top picture. And, you know, you could make the argument that by that point, maybe he needs to be refreshed. Maybe he's being overexposed, even though he's still doing good work. And Paul Heyman's doing great work. And Jay Uso's doing great work that maybe, you know, time to cycle him out of the title picture. But it seems like WWE creative really loves Roman Reigns, what he's doing, what he brings to the table. So I really wonder if they would truly cycle Reigns out post-mania. Um... Or would they, you know, have him retain, keep him in that championship run, and and continue on with him in that role? It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wrestling fans, if you're looking for a unique and entertaining way to get your wrestling podcast fixed, check out Ring Rust Radio. Ring Rust Radio uses its trademark brand of banter to cover all professional wrestling you love, including WWE, NXT, New Japan, Lucha Underground, ROH, Impact Wrestling, and more. We also hold sit-down interviews with some of the biggest names in the history of the business, such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns. For those of you who want their wrestling with a perfect mix of serious analysis and comic relief, Find Ring Rust Radio dropping every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or, Greg, you could just have Daniel Bryan win, and, and instead of him feuding with Edge, he could continue to feud with Roman. Because now, in the first match he had with Roman, it was in a to me, it was like an unofficial match, uh, an official unofficial match, if you want to put it that way. You know, Daniel had just gone, what, 28 minutes in the um, elimination chamber, and then Roman decides to come out, and he destroys Daniel within a minute and a half. It wasn't a, a real match. Now, tonight, they went for 30 minutes. It was a masterpiece. It 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 it. it it, it added life to a lackluster show, as I've already alluded to. Now, you could go either way. You could have him continue. It just, I guess it depends on which way they go with Edge. Is mm-hmm. Edge going to go back into oblivion um, and just ride into the sunset after WrestleMania, or will Edge stick around? I'm thinking he's going to stick around a little longer and feud with Daniel. But like you said, it, you know, you, they may just want to keep Roman in the picture, mm-hmm. you know. But I can just see once they insert Daniel into this to make it a triple threat, I can see Daniel coming away with the win here. Um, uh, worst case scenario, Roman retains, but then you have to wonder who takes the pin. Would it be Daniel or would it be Edge? So it's a lot to navigate now. We're still three weeks out, you know, but it, it, it's, it's a good talking point. If you go back and watch the tape, Roman tapped three times. No official there to, to administer the fall or administer the submission. So that's dang. And I'm sure they're going to kick off SmackDown Friday night with the footage. I'm telling you. So that's, that's my argument as well, that Daniel has to be inserted. He has to bring life to this because otherwise, who wants to see Edge? You know, he looks bad. He's not good as a baby face. He cemented his heel turn tonight. You don't want to have a WrestleMania main event with two heels fighting. Who wants to see that? You know, it's bad enough you've got um, uh, Randy Orton versus a, a burnt to a crisp fiend. Mm-hmm. Now, shifting gears, Greg, you know, the other match on this show, which gave this show life, was the match between Drew and Sheamus. Now, I really didn't want to see that match, but I'm going to tell you, these two guys brought it in a 19-minute encounter, which saw them wrestle or fight, shall I say, all over the Thunderdome, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought both of them guys left it all in the ring, you know. What were your thoughts about that match? Yeah, I agree. Um, like I said in the uh, in the rundown of the uh, pay per view, I thought this was, I thought they added something to their TV matches that they've been having. They could have just had the same match that they've had on TV, and it would still be really good. But you would feel a little let down because you'd already seen it for free on TV. I thought they added something to it with sure. the, um, you know, with the the sparks that flew off when when a bump was taken, which, you know. We're all going to assume that's a shot at, at AEW. I, I don't know that for a fact, but, you know, it's it's fun to think about, I guess. And, and you know, like you said, brawling all over the Thunderdome, uh, some big spots and some big 
bumps being taken by both men. So, yeah, I think it's it's hard for these two to have a bad match against each other, and it gives Drew McIntyre some momentum heading into WrestleMania, and also I think makes a really good argument for Sheamus to have something that he can sink his teeth into at WrestleMania too. You know, um, there's only three weeks left to build, and, and you've got Sheamus who's been main eventing Raws and, and uh, was on the uh, a major match here on this show, and he doesn't really have anything for WrestleMania. Hopefully that gets rectified tomorrow night, perhaps against Riddle uh, at, for the U.S. title, perhaps against a returning Keith Lee. I don't know. Those were just two names I threw out on Twitter. Um, you can follow me at Greg M. Parks, um, but those are the two, two names that I threw out on Twitter as I was tweeting during the show that could be possibilities for Sheamus at WrestleMania. So, yeah, a, a needed win for Drew uh, to boost him heading into WrestleMania, but also uh, a real statement by Sheamus that he deserves something worthwhile to do at WrestleMania too. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And I was following you on Twitter during the show, and you did mention a returning Keith Lee, which um, hopefully we'll see his return sooner than later. Now, last but not least, I am so happy that they finally broke up uh, Retribution, um, as I had stated on the uh, Raw Post show on this past Monday night. Mia Yim had the eye roll, and it was so blatantly obvious, and I had shared with Zach and Ryan Sullivan this, that I could tell that that was the beginning and the end when he was um, chastising his uh, then followers on Monday night, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they finally turned on him, and hopefully all these guys can and, and women can become successful in their own characters like how they were and NXT, you know, mm-hmm. it, it would be good to see Maya Yim inserted in the women's picture. It would be good to see um, Dominic Dajakovic inserted. Um, you know, Mustafa Ali, we'll see where they go with him. I guess he'll remain the heel, and, and some will go babyface, some will go heel. But it would be good to split them up. Uh, it was it was a disaster from the start. Mm-hmm. You know, and a waste of talent and time, you know, yeah. six, nine months wasted. So it would be good to see where they place them on the card now that they are no longer a stable. Um, other than that, you know, I'm going to step aside. Greg, thanks for taking my call. Have a great week. We will talk next Sunday. Thanks, Reverend Keith. Look, looking forward to that. Uh, as again, we are here every Sunday night. So if you want to call in like Reverend Keith and give us uh, your thoughts on the big shows in pro wrestling, that's what we focus on here in, um, in Wrestling Night in America. Not just the big show. I guess the former big show, Paul White, but uh, the big shows in pro wrestling. We've got a lot of them. Uh, we had two today, actually. Well, three, if you count the New Japan Cup Finals, but we had the NWA uh, return, which I'll be writing and covering uh, in my column for the upcoming Torch newsletter. You can look for that in your mailboxes later this week. Um, but also, of course, Fast Lane here tonight. Let's go to the emails for our first email of the evening. We've got a couple here in the hopper. If you want to send one in, it's not too late. WNIA Livecast at gmail.com. This is from Jack. He's going to switch gears a little bit for us tonight. He says, Hey, Greg, emailing in before Fast Lane tonight, so I'll keep this email short, as I'm sure you'll have a busy night. I'm very happy with the first two inductees for the Hall of Fame this year. Eric Bischoff and Molly Holly are both very deserved inductees. My question for you is who else gets in for this year's class? Because last year's class has quite a few big names, such as Batista, the NWO, the Bellas, and JBL. Do you think they will induct someone else with a big profile for this year's class or keep a pretty low-profile class to let last year's have the big speeches? I personally would love to see RVD get that spotlight for this year's class. Do any other names come to mind for you this year? Bam Bam Bigelow is always a name floated about every year. Kane, possibly. What do you think? 
Thanks, Greg. Keep up the great work. Jack A. from Swansea, Wales. Thank you, Jack, for the email. Uh, it's, it's Hall of Fame time, so this is when we begin speculating about uh, who, might, um, who might be in the, in the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, if they're going to do both classes this year, 2020 and 2021, I think they might keep the 2021 classes shorter. So, you know, you've got Eric Bischoff already announced. You've got Molly Holly. Uh, RVD's kind of been speculated about a little bit. Um, but I don't think you necessarily need a headliner because you have the guys from last year, although Batista's name is kind of in and out. Not sure if he's going to do it this year. He may have a conflict. So um, you might want to add one. I mean, it's very fluid. It's a very fluid situation, as you can tell, even three weeks out. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't really know. It's hard to say because there are no qualifications for this Hall of Fame. So, yeah, sure, Bam Bam Bigelow, why not? RVD, sounds great. You know, but uh, it's really up to who's willing to take the payday of coming in and doing the Hall of Fame and, and who Vince, on that day that he's asked about it, is in good graces with. So um, it, is, it is hard to say sometimes, but, you know, it's, it's tradition now. Hall of Fame speculation time of the year, and it wouldn't be WrestleMania season without some Hall of Fame speculation. So, you know, they do like to hit their quotas. They do like to have a tag team. They do like to have a woman, which they've got with Molly Holly. Um, they do like to have a, a headline-worthy wrestler, although those are running out by the year. So uh, somebody like Kane, I guess, is a possibility. Um, if Even if his in-ring days aren't over, um, you would imagine they're getting pretty close. You know, he can be brought back for a special attraction every once in a while, like he was for the Rumble this year, even if he is in the Hall of Fame. So that certainly wouldn't stand in the way. But, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I think those are some good names to build on that uh, Jack threw out there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Viajos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at pwtorchdailycast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. 
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, uh, let's go back to the phones, the 478 area code. This is Darrell from Georgia. Darrell, uh, welcome to Wrestling Night in America tonight. What did you think of Fastlane? How you doing tonight, um, Greg? And um, uh, Fastlane, it was Fastlane, I guess. Um, I agree with er- what everybody been saying. It really wasn't a great show to be. Uh, it was okay, I guess. That last match, the match itself, um, was the most big- – some of the best parts of the show. Uh-huh. Um, I want to get into um, something that um, you haven't really touched on, and that IC title match. I just think that the way they ended that match, just to get to another match, I guess at WrestleMania, that was uh, I did not like how they how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been done so much better uh, if they wanted to get to it or uh, something like that. How did you feel about how they ended that match and about this match going on to um, maybe Mania? I mean, I think the match itself, even though we've seen different incarnations of Big E versus Apollo Crews, um, I think with Apollo Crews' new character, and I know not everybody's a fan of it, and I get that, uh, but, you know, it, it's it's something new for him, and it's something that um, is getting people to notice him in a way that maybe they haven't before. So I would like to see him get an opportunity to show what he can do with this character and with this um, push. So I, I think you're right, though. There are better ways that they could have gotten to Apollo versus Big E at WrestleMania. They, Given the amount of times that they've locked horns on SmackDown, they probably didn't do, need to do a singles match here. They probably could have done... You know, uh, Apollo and somebody versus Big E and somebody, or they could have done, you know, a non-title match and just had Apollo Cruz win. I know we're not all fans of that style of booking where the champion loses in a non-title match, but you know, if you're trying to get to WrestleMania and you're trying to not do the kind of finish they did tonight, I think that would be a more palatable finish for people than what they did. But you know, it's Cruz gets his heat back, and and it was a disputed enough finish, I think, that it seems a lock that they will face each other at WrestleMania. Yes, I think so too. And also I think they say a lot about um who you who they see going forward and who they probably gonna push because I'm I'm thinking at WrestleMania that Apollo Crews gonna come out the winner and they were just doing this to give Big E a little longer reign mm-hmm. or something. That could and be. um of the sort. Uh, 
But I think this more going to um, Apollo Crews. And I think it should. Um, yeah, I heard how some people might not like the character, but I think this has been, Apollo Crews has been um, living up more with this character change and the heel change, everything, more than than uh, what people would would expect it for Big E to be in the role and how much of the push he was getting and being, you know, people had hopes of seeing him, maybe somebody to face Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but I just think this ending kind of hurt it. Maybe Friday they can help build it back up and do some things um, like that so they can have because uh, some, when they're doing a the, um, video promo for it, they can have, chop it up and make it look better. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, no. And um, another thing that I would like to talk to you about is about that tag team match. Uh, you said it, uh, um, Whitway, that this is something that hurt the bill for those two, and I especially think it was um, something that hurt um, these two. I think these two should have been separated and just been working on building their match, building the differences between both women themselves and the, how big this match is and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I um I didn't like how it ended. I, I guess everything um, that they were trying to do, you said now you completely separated and now in the bill. I didn't. I didn't like how they handled the slap at the end and all of that. What was your whole outset of that match and everything that played a part of it and all the way to the ending? And how do you think they can recover to build this match back back up? Yeah, I thought the match was okay. Uh, I didn't think there was anything really structurally, structurally or particularly wrong with it. Um, but, you know, again, having Banks and Belair again being on the losing end after they've already lost so many times together as a team... Uh, was really frustrating to see because, you know, these two in particular are all about being the best. And and they have such an air of confidence about them, both of them. And to see them lose over and over and over again, it kind of takes the air out of that confidence for those watching at home. And so uh, that's the frustrating thing for me as a viewer is you're taking one of the strengths of these women, the confidence that they have, and you're kind of burying it with these losses. And so I, I take a little different approach to the slap than you do to me that's the that's the starting gun of this feud in earnest over the next three weeks um you know hopefully that over the next three weeks leading into wrestlemania they can get things back on track i'm thinking the slap was the start of it and so i hope that um over the next three weeks they build the match in a way that i think most people thought it should have been built from the time that belair won the royal rumble and so that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, you know, you still got Reginald around, which is just, you know, as long as he's going to be dragging this down, I don't see it, the build reaching the heights that I think it could. I think the match is still going to be great at WrestleMania no matter what, but part of the fascination with seeing this match was seeing these two alpha women go at it and and try to talk themselves up as bigger, as a bigger star than the other, as better than the other. And, you know, here they are bickering and squabbling in a tag team that can't get along, which we've seen over and over and over again in WWE over the last few months. It doesn't feel creative. It doesn't feel new. It doesn't feel, um, you know, particularly refreshing. 
you know, because we've seen it so many times with so many different wrestlers, and, you know, I think that's where a lot of the frustration for this build comes from. Yeah, um, I'm just hoping that after since this match, now you get Reginald out of there, and it could just be all about those two um, two women, and yeah. Reginald is gone with sure. um, Nia Jack and continue on there. And I'm and I was always thinking that um, because I don't think um, Natalia then probably will get the shot at um, WrestleMania at the tag team titles. Um, they might. I was always thinking that they were going to eventually be bringing up the people who they screwed out of the titles, who um, they did the little angle with in NHT with uh, Raquel Gonzalez and um, Dakota Kai. Those two would eventually get back and um, get their title match at Mania. So that was something that I, I thought with that tag team. But hopefully they keep Reginald um, to go along with Nia Jax and keep them out, and we can maybe have a potential. We should have been as a sort just because the two, um, like you said, alpha females and the two young black ladies, mm-hmm. um, could it should have could have been seen as a main event of itself. But maybe they can make up for it and and, and do something um, worthwhile with uh, with it. Um, now, my last thing for you tonight would be. After what we have seen in Fastlane and how the um, stuff going, they gave us some of the matches on, on WrestleMania and stuff like that. Where do you see these nights lined up? Do we see Drew headline Drew and Drew them headline one night? Drew and Bobby Lashley and Roman hit and Roman in the triple threat match headline um, another night because that's, I think that's got to be a triple threat match now. Yeah. And I and it's some more stuff that I'm um, going there. How do you see this um, lining up? How do you see this card um, both nights? Yeah, I think that it makes a lot of sense to do Lashley McIntyre one night and Reigns if it is a triple threat or you know whatever Reigns match comes out of this uh, a second night. I'm not sure which you go with which. I think a lot of it again depends on the finish. If you want to send the fans home happy, you know have the if you're going to have a babyface winner. Have that match go on last on night two. Have the heel go over uh, on the the last match of night one. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of my thinking. I think, you know, with the proper build, I think you could have made an argument for Banks and Bel Air going on last. But based on the build, it's pretty clear that WWE has no inclination to put that match on last any either night. So you know, you can kind of throw that out the window. So. I think the only real contenders, you know, unless you do Orton versus The Fiend last, I just don't see that being what you want to end a night with. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I'm someone who believes the main event should always be the title match or should nine times out of ten be the title match unless there's a really special exception to that rule. And I don't see it on this card, really. So I would do... Um, Again, I, the the which match on which night I have no idea, um, but I would certainly do the two title matches on uh, the the um, the main events of each night. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger. And our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Yeah, hopefully. And I, I, I hear you saying about sending the fans home happy. Um, But since they're back in business, as they say, would that kind of change the way of thinking about sending the fans home happy because they feel like the fans are happy now that they're able to <laughs> finally be back and, you know, finally yeah. back in the arena and be able to watch, like they say, their favorite superstars, <laughs> small S, um, in, in front of them and be able to cheer. So that changes. And we could see, uh, which I don't think Lashley is a heel anyway, just how cool he is <laughs> and how cool they're building. But you, we could see both of the champions winning and, and coming on top because why I think you'll have Roman win is because I think if Edge is going to be around longer, I'm going to be here uh, for a little while, that you just made his next feud so much easier with him versus Daniel Bryant. Mm-hmm. And that cement the full Edge heel turn. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think you make a good point there. Um, and the other thing we have to think about too is, what night do you want to send the fans home happy? You know, do you want to send? Do you want to start the first night that you have fans back in the arena? Do you really want to send them home with that feeling of a heel winning and send the viewers home who are watching on the W uh, on Peacock rather? Um, that's gonna. I'm going to have to watch myself for that because I'm going to be misspeaking quite a bit on that. On Peacock, um, do you want to send them home unhappy on the first night and maybe not have them come back the second night? You know, it I, it all depends uh, on WWE's thinking there. So, um, Darrell, good to hear from you this week. I'm sure we'll hear from you again next week. In the meantime, stay safe, my friend. You too, Greg. And again, you're doing... Great work again after one of these nights. At least it's not a long, um, long it wasn't a long pay per view night. So, <laughs> yes, yes, nice, quick, and to um, to the um, to the point. Absolutely, always appreciate WWE doing that. I mean, they were putting on these secondary pay per views that were three, three and a half hours long, and you're just like you're begging for death at that point. And then you know, um, these two two and a half hour shows much more easier to digest, uh, whether it's a good show or a bad show, uh, and certainly for those of us who have to work tomorrow, it's a lot easier to digest. We've got two more callers on hold, one more email, so if you want to get in the queue, 515-605-9345, make sure to press 1 to talk, otherwise you can hang on the line and listen. I'll go next to the phone lines, it's the 305 area code DJ from Miami. DJ, welcome to Wrestling Night in America tonight. Hey, what's going on? Not much, how are you? I don't know. Are you ready to go up the rails? Uh, give me your, give me your, give me your three, DJ. I I don't know if I can ever truly prepare myself, but uh, right. I'm ready as I can be. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. The Hogan thing, Otitis. Everybody's going crazy. He's a so-called racist, and Titus is one of the big people who stepped up in the beginning and in the locker room, blah, 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 blah. I am so confused. What is Vince doing? Like, dude, if you're going to induct the NWO say, okay, the NWO is coming. We're going to have shenanigans, blah, blah, blah. That sounds wonderful. Don't bring two guys that don't even know each other who definitely going to clash and their host. What? I'm confused. Like, what's going on? Yeah, so Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil are your hosts for WrestleMania. It was officially announced uh, on social media. They announced it tonight on Fastlane. Um, I don't know. I mean, hopefully Titus O'Neil is okay with it. Uh, hopefully they, they cleared it with him and he's okay doing it. Um, I know that there are still people in the locker room who are not ready to forgive and welcome Hulk Hogan back with open arms. Um, but, you know, Hogan, I guess WWE and Vince McMahon still see Hogan as having name value to the brand. And, you know, they WWE and Vince McMahon have a history of sort of ignoring things that other people might care about, <laughs> like comments that, that Hogan has made. And so uh, they seem to be going full steam ahead as if nothing had happened. And, you know... Uh, I guess that's kind of their attitude toward a lot of the stuff that they do, that they can't worry about that sort of stuff or they don't want to. I don't know. Um, but it it should make for some interesting, hopefully not too awkward television with Hogan and Titus as our hosts. I hope he doesn't say, let me tell you something, brother. I don't know. And I'm, so, I just, I'm not liking it. I just wish the NWO would... Two of them would host and the other two are, you know, I don't, I'm just, I don't know. Um, my second thing. 
the EAW. I am so confused. Have you been watching? <laughs> yes, I, yes, I've been watching. You don't want to talk about Fastlane at all? That's that's the show that just happened. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming. We're, that's my last thing. Okay. That's my last. I'm just confused on this part. Everybody's doing a turn. Everybody's like they're like pushing everything so fast. Like like five new, five turns in the last week. I'm so confused. Like Brian Cage is coming out there. Big Brian Cage come out there. Hey, I respect you, uh, Sting. Blah blah. And he walks away. That he's going to be a baby face. What? 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 What is going on? I'm so confused. And then everybody is turning. Everybody's leaving the group. Or everybody's turning. Like, on like you can't have that many turns in one week, Greg. I'm so confused. Like five in one week. Come on. I I think we're we'll, pushing. Yeah, well, I think what we need to do is look at a Revolution pay-per-view as sort of their WrestleMania almost, where things tend to reset the night after or, or the weeks after. So, you know, they're sort of reshuffling the deck now with Brian Cage, and we don't know if that was a, a pure babyface turn or if there's just going to be turmoil on Team Taz for a little while. Certainly MJF turning on Chris Jericho. Jericho and the rest of the inner circle appear to be the babyfaces in this feud. Um but, yeah, I mean, that, that turn was coming. You knew that at some point MJF was going to turn on Chris Jericho, and one of them would have to be babyface. So um, I think that Brian the Cage... The, which two? Well, the Jericho faction is going to be babyface pretty clearly based on MJF's promo on uh, Dynamite this past week. The Cage thing, I think, was a little more unexpected. I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, Brian Cage, I think, is... You know, when you look at his moveset and his entering style, it's much more of a babyface type of, of style. So, uh, but again, I, I'm not sure whether that was a full babyface turn or, or what the deal was with that. I think we'll need to see some follow up to that. But um, you know, lo- lots of you know. And then to go, and then the, one of the Luchas turned too. I'm like, I'm so confused. I thought they were a good team. You know, I'm like yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot happening. So, I was just so confused, like. How many? Yeah. Know? It was just too many. I thought, like, can't they, like, do one a week or something? Like, not five, one shot, you know? Yeah, I mean, you could argue that it was a lot, a lot to take in, a lot to remember. Um, hopefully, over the next few weeks, as we see the follow-up on it, it'll be a little clearer and stand out a little more for us. Yep. So, we'll see. I just, I just thought that was crazy. I didn't know if you saw that. And my last thing is about fast. I got, I got two things, two parts. Damn. This place too. Do you feel like Paul Heyman should get more involved compared to like uh, Jay keeps on coming out over and over? Like I feel like I feel I feel like Paul should like hold the edge of leg or do something, not just sit there and look. You know, I, I know he does good, you know, facials, but you know, do something, not just have. You know, the other guy keep running out over and over and bring chairs. Like, I feel like Paul could have did something, grabbed the leg or, or avoid, you know, did something. Like, hey, over here, Edge, and then, you know, and then, you know, um, Brian hit some, something. I just feel like it's just getting too much with Jay, and I don't want a four-way or I don't – I feel like weirdly it's going to be Brian and Uso in, like, some weird chair something match or something. I don't know. What do you think of that, like? I feel like Brian was such a baby face, and then they just like went off the rails. Like, <laughs> why? Just have like, just have Paul do certain little blah 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 or something. Not go off the rails with chairs and Brian's bleeding out of the mouth and what? 
Well, I think Paul Heyman's role is a little different with Roman Reigns. I think the I, I think the the purpose is to keep it simple and and to not have him get involved. Um, you know, certainly he can't bring the same kind of physicality that Jay Uso would bring in terms of interfering, in terms of knocking people out to the point where Roman Reigns can can beat them up or anything like that. So that's where somebody like Jay Uso comes in handy over someone like Paul Heyman. And and we've seen that that Heyman. You know, I don't think you need two guys playing that role for Roman Reigns. I think that would be overkill. So Paul Heyman has a very separate, distinct role that he plays for Roman Reigns versus the role that Jey Uso plays. And I think it's important in the storytelling of this to keep them separate and to not mix them together um, because I think it, it helps define their characters a lot better when they have separate, distinct things to do. And, and we have not seen Heyman get involved much at all in Roman Reigns matches, and I think that's purposeful, and I think they've, they've made it a point. Saying. Yeah, they've made it a point to do that. Um, so I don't think right now trying to muddy those waters and and now start to have him get even more involved than he's been is really the smart move to go there. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. I just thought, like, just little things, nothing crazy, just little things here and there, you know, compared yeah. to, like, major, like, when they went off the rail tonight, you know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's all. Just, like, subtle things and then push into the bigger, you know, not just go off the rails, you know? Right. I get you. I get you. I think, there's, I think there's an argument to be made for that, sure. So, that was it, I guess. So, okay. thanks so much. Next yep. week. Absolutely, we'll DJ. Have- we'll talk to you then. So, uh, again, we'll talk to DJ next week. I have a lot of really good frequent callers here, and you can be one of those, 515-605-9345. Got one more caller, 440 area code, coming up after our email. So, again, this is going to be your last opportunity to get on and talk WWE Fastlane with me, Greg Parks, PW Torch columnist, Uh, 515-605-9345. Also, your last chance to send emails, wniaLiveCast at gmail.com. This uh, email comes from Zach in Texas. He says, Greg... So here's a challenge. Can you think of a pay-per-view of lesser import or consequences, maybe ever? I can't. Literally nothing on this show mattered. The women's tag titles continue to be directionless. Braun continues to be dragged further into the abyss by Shane. Drew beat Sheamus in a result that surprised no one. The Apollo Big E feud had a completely unnecessary detour on the road to its inevitable climax at Mania. Speaking of climaxes... What was up with the way Alexa Bliss pinned Randy Orton? Did Vince Russo book that finish? I'm sure Orton's wife can't be thrilled with that visual. In addition to mounting her opponent, Alexa also apparently all the uh, also apparently something I think he missed a word here. All the X-Men now because she's manipulating fire and moving things with her mind. When the two most important things to happen on the show are a faction that was DOA finally dying and an evil clown returning from the dead, there is something very very wrong with the booking. Um. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say from a uh, macro standpoint, it was it was inconsequential. I think if we get to Daniel Bryan in uh, the triple threat match that so many of us are speculating about at WrestleMania, I think it raises the consequence a little bit because you know we're talking about 
um, the main event of one of the nights of WrestleMania being changed based on what happened at Fastlane. So there's that. Um, otherwise, you know, for, again, from the macro standpoint, no, nothing big. But from a micro standpoint in terms of building WrestleMania, yes, The Fiend returns so we can kick off Randy Orton versus The Fiend over the next few weeks. Uh, Seth Rollins gets a win over Shinsuke Nakamura to propel him up the ladder for um, Cesaro. Big E and Apollo Crews took their next step for their match at WrestleMania, likely. Drew McIntyre gets a big win, sort of the same as Seth Rollins, table setting to um, prepare him for facing the uh, champion at WrestleMania. So at the micro level, you know, there were a lot of little things that happened here that sort of, they weren't big steps forward, but they were like little half steps that you get you a little closer to WrestleMania. So, and even, you know, Banks and Bel Air finally having that moment after the match where Banks slaps Bel Air to really solidify, okay, now we, now this is, this feud is kicking into gear. Now there's no more tag teaming. There's no more Reginald. Hopefully there's no more Jackson Baszler to sidetrack things. Now the focus is going to be ba- uh, Banks and Bel Air. So uh, that was kind of my feeling after that. So, um, again, big consequence, no. I think there were some probably Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views back in the day when they did separate pay-per-views every month that were that felt a little less consequential than this. But, yeah, I think this was always the concern when you plop Fastlane down three weeks before WrestleMania uh, in between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania where you haven't really had a pay-per-view there before that it was going to feel a little unnecessary. And I think... If you felt that way coming out of this show, um, you're probably not wrong in that feeling. All right, we go to the 440 area code. 440, welcome to Wrestling Night in America. Please <clears throat> use your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Greg. Pleasure to be on. This is Dom, a.k.a. Dinez from Cleveland, uh, calling to talk about Fastlane. Excellent. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we, we haven't mentioned yet, you know, this being the first pay-per-view streamed on Peacock. And I guess you said you're going to be tripping your words over it for some time. Uh, but I, I wanted to at least bring up that I thought it was uh, one-to-one as far as the presentation went with what I was used to from WWE Network. Uh, that includes the ads. Uh, there was just the same amount of, you know, what I would call an internal ad uh, placement, you know, with WWE Shop or uh, you know, different kind of stuff that that was stuff we'd already seen. I wasn't seeing, you know, at least I didn't catch any State Farm or anything else like that. You know, I didn't mean to throw a brand out there, but um, you know, regardless, I, it felt the same. So uh, kudos to them. I thought the transition was fine. Yes, I can tell that all the content isn't over there, but uh, you know, for the most part, I, we haven't seen much volatility in, in subscribership, which tells me everybody's had the networks had it forever, and you know, for the most part, we shall be caught up by now. So. The new stuff is on the way, and so far I think it's been great. Um, other than the only weird thing so far I've noticed is that they sort everything by season as opposed to, uh, like, years. So mm-hmm. it's okay, I guess, for the, the televised shows, but like, if you're looking through pay-per-views and you're used to looking for, hey, I want to see the ones from 1997 or whatever, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, but otherwise, it's great. Um, as far as the, the show itself, uh, I did like the timing again. I felt like they were, you know, were going to be on pace for that uh, around two and a half hours. I was hoping it'd be a little bit closer to the the two hour side as opposed to three, uh, when you know the main event more or less. They I think the bell went off at about a quarter after nine, and I thought it'd be a lot quicker match than it was. Roman and uh, Daniel Bryan really did deliver. I think that everything from the psychology, the uh, the in ring, uh, you know, the way they they kind of built that. It reminded me of like of one of those like big fights, like especially in the the older days. Like I, I always think like 
Hulk Hogan matches for some reason where there's a lot of showmanship at the beginning and it's like, you know, that, that all that, that pandering to the crowd and a little bit of that, you know, that, that sort of the banter or whatever. And I like the way they did that and they, they kind of did draw it out and it wasn't like boring though. Uh, Edge just stayed out of the picture for a minute. I forgot he was even there. So that was cool too. He wasn't like, Edge didn't try to like, you know, consistently be like, hey, I'm here, don't forget. Uh, but other than that, I mean, <laughs> like everyone else has said, I think I think the wrestling was just fine, but there was just no reason to watch the pay-per-view tonight. They're just, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was hoping maybe at least we'd get like a Jimmy Uso return or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we did get the Fiend return. But I, I, honestly, at this point, that, that could have just been reserved for WrestleMania. I mean, I think he did come back in grand fashion and perhaps it was easier to pull off in the Thunderdome. In fact, I'm, yeah, definitely a match like that was easier to pull off in the Thunderdome. So I can see why they did that. Uh, and so now it's just everything just still seems like, you know, whether, you know, the, the storylines didn't really progress much for any of the existing builds uh, or, you know, the builds that now we do have to work with, they're going to be kind of rushed. And, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I, that's the kind of thing. It's just kind of, I'm not sure about, you know, as far as that, that goes. Uh, if we think about the, like the retribution breakup, it was on the pre-show and it was just kind of, you know, it just happened, you know, and, and I like that Reverend Keith, he pointed out that the eye roll, I totally noticed that too. And I mm-hmm. thought that she was bound to deflect. In fact, I thought she had already left and they just wrote her off at some point anyway. Uh, so that was a cool mention. Uh, but yeah, those are, those are pretty much my thoughts. I mean, I, I think, you know, the women's division got, got shorthanded as usual. Um, you know, they really didn't get, get featured much, especially with the combination at the, the match at the beginning, just kind of got them out of the way. And again, no, no, no progression really with Bianca and, and Sasha, they could have really been building this up better. They should have been at each other's throats. They could have been doing stuff since that rumble. I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, a lot of things that have already been mentioned tonight, so I won't go much further onto it. And I know it's getting late. Uh, thanks again for everything. And, uh, you know, you guys do a great job. Go VIP. Thank you, Dom. Appreciate your call. Um, just a couple of follow-ups of, of things that Dom said. Um, the Peacock thing, I'm, I'm glad he brought that up because um, – you know, the first pay-per-view on Peacock here tonight. We haven't mentioned it at all. Um, I actually watched it on the WWE Network. Uh, I didn't watch it on Peacock, although I do have it. Uh, I have Xfinity um, Internet here, so I, I get it free with that, which is nice. Uh, it saves me $9.99 a month uh, starting next month. So uh, I did see a lot of people on Twitter. Wade Keller, our editor here, was um, very adamant about the idea that, that Peacock in their live streaming did not have uh, pause or rewind for live shows and um, the frustration of covering a show live without the ability to do that. Um, so that was uh, that was the ma- major complaint I saw. I didn't see a lot of complaints about the quality or the stream or anything like that on Peacock, but I did see a lot of people complaining about the fact that you couldn't rewind or um, or pause the live stream. So hopefully they get that ironed out by the time WrestleMania comes around. Uh, timing of the show, yeah, it, it didn't feel really long. I, I kind of had the impression that Brian versus Reigns was going to go longer than, than Dom did. Um, I, you know, it was about on par, maybe a couple minutes longer than what I expected, but I thought 20 minutes or around that time uh, that that match would go. And, yeah, the main event, I think, was, you know, the main event was the highlight. You probably, your mileage is going to vary on the finish and all the things that went into that, all the machinations that went into that. Um, that's going to frustrate some people because there was a lot going on. Um, but from a psychology standpoint, we talked about that earlier with Daniel Bryan and what he was doing and what his idea of the match was going in um, to just the execution of the match was really good. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus was another one that stood out to me as a really good match on this show. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you were looking for giant leaps forward in WrestleMania hype here, you probably didn't get it. 
this was about incremental steps. And so we'll see what they do on TV in the next three weeks. You know, at some point they're going to have to take some bigger steps with some of these feuds to get us to WrestleMania at the right moment for these feuds to be hot, which is where you want them to be. And uh, we will monitor that on future episodes of Wrestling Night America going forward over the next three weeks. We'll have guests from the PW Torch family to co-host with me every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, leading up to WrestleMania, where, of course, we will have the post-show Sunday night after the second um, after the second night of WrestleMania, taking your phone calls and emails. Usually our busiest night in terms of phone calls and things like that. So uh, make sure for WrestleMania, I'll give you a fair warning now, three weeks ahead of time, that... Uh, if you do want to call in or if you have plans to do it that night, make sure to get on the line early um, to get your to get your spot. I will try my best to get through everyone, but usually it's, again, very, very busy that night. But, um, you know, we, we hope that you join us again over the next few weeks as we preview WrestleMania, as we talk about the big shows with AEW, NWA, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, uh, and, and all of these other organizations that seem to have lots of big shows going on right now. So, uh, again, hope you join us for that. You can follow me on Twitter at Greg M. Parks. Email us anytime, WNIALivecast at gmail.com. Otherwise, um, thank you for tuning in tonight, and we'll talk to you again next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, it's Wrestling Night in America. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, PWTorchDailyCast.com. A lot of us during the pandemic have spent more time at home and we've looked around wondering, what is all this stuff for that I'm surrounded by? I, I, I like to declutter, I acquire things and I try to get rid of things, making sure I'm surrounded by things that matter to me. I am a work in progress when it comes to that. And a book that I'm currently listening to on Audible, the sponsor of this program, is called Goodbye Things. 
And it's a book about how to let go of things that you are surrounded by and ideas you have, what makes you happy in a materialistic sense, how to let go of them. It gives you a strategy and kind of taps into why we keep some of the things that we keep that maybe we have no use for anymore and why we keep acquiring new things that don't bring lasting happiness. So that's what I'm listening to this week. And that book is part of the new Audible Plus plan. With Audible Plus, you get full access to their Plus catalog, which is filled with thousands and thousands of selected originals, audiobooks, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of popular shows, as well as exclusive series. Audible Plus connects you with tons of content that entertains, inspires, and informs you. It can make your life better. It can help you pass the time. It can help you feel less lonely if you're feeling lonely, less frustrated if you're feeling frustrated, and more inspired if you're looking for inspiration. It's easy to find just the right listen, whether it's comedy, romance, suspense, true crime, science fiction, fitness, wellness, and even pro wrestling. If you have a full Audible membership, not only do you get access to thousands of titles instantly, but you get a credit each month for a new release or a particular book in their library that you want to listen to. And that includes a lot of pro wrestling books, including Life is Short, So Am I, the book by the wrestler known as Hornswoggle in WWE. Eggshells, Pro Wrestling in the Tokyo Dome. That just came out a couple years ago. It's a chance for you to do a deep dive into the history of pro wrestling at the Tokyo Dome by Chris Charlton. You can also download and listen to the Young Bucks' new autobiography. You can try Audible Plus or Audible Premium Plus for free for 30 days. After 30 days, Audible Plus is just $7.95 a month or get a new release title each month in addition to that and pay just $14.95 a month. Try either plan for free for 30 days by going to audible.com slash wade. That's audible.com slash wade or text wade to 500-500. That's audible.com slash wade or text wade to 500-500. One of the really cool parts of being a VIP member is getting to relive history through the pages of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issues. We have Pro Wrestling Torch newsletters dating back to the late 1980s. We put a new back issue up from 20 years ago that week. And so when you go VIP, you instantly have access to over 1,500 back issues and a new PDF, along with an all-text version, if it's easier for you to read that on your phone, uh, goes up every weekend. And the latest issues include a cover story from the June 10th, 2000 issue on Goldberg's return to WCW and whether he's a solution to what was ailing WCW at the time. Also, my column titled, Vince Russo is from Outer Space. And Bruce Mitchell's column, still timely today, unfortunately, of racist gimmicks and poverty pimps was the title. That's issue number 606. The week before that, issue number 605 from June 3rd features a cover story that talks about how there could be a shakeup in the wrestling industry with WCW for sale and ECW having an uncertain future. And also a Bruce Mitchell column spoofing Vince Russo titled, How I Became World Champion. If we go back another week to the May 27th, 2000 issue, it had detailed coverage of the Judgment Day 2000 pay-per-view, including my review and staff roundtable reviews of the Rock Triple H 60-minute Iron Man match, and also the final installment of the Lance Storm Torch Talk with his thoughts on various ECW colleagues. The week before that, the May 20th, 2000 issue, issue number 603, features a cover story on Ric Flair's collapse in the ring during Nitro. Part 3 of the Landstorm Torch Talk with this explanation for why he decided to quit ECW, our coverage of ECW, Hardcore Heaven, the pay-per-view, and more. And then the week before that, the May 13th issue features a cover story on the changing TV landscape in pro wrestling, with the WBF moving from USA to TNN and a potential shift of ECW. 
Also a cover sidebar story on the death of an ECW fan after a hotel party and WCW slamboree coverage. And the week before that, our coverage from the May 6th issue, number 601, of David Arquette winning the WCW title. My EndNotes editorial examining Vince Russo's controversial decision and flippant comments about title belts. Our coverage of WWE Backlash 2000 and more. I could keep going on, but that gives you an idea of what you're missing out on by not being a BIP member. Imagine settling in on the weekend and uh, kicking back and reading wrestling history, not through the lens of WWE filtering it to their benefit, not through people looking back on it through today's lens, but what was said at the time, the week it happened, by some of the voices that you are familiar with here on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and PW Torch Daily Casts. So go VIP and relive professional wrestling through the way the Torch covered it in real time with contemporaneous coverage of pro wrestling's biggest events, biggest news stories, biggest personalities. I think you'll have a blast. It alone is worth the membership price for so many of our members. Check out details on everything else that comes with the VIP membership, including daily podcasts that are VIP exclusive and shows like this with the ads and plugs removed. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip for full details. That's pwtorch.com slash govip. Prices are as low as $8.25 a month on average if you subscribe for a year or check us out for a month for $9.99. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.